You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the What up, what up, the real coach JB here, my boy Spree, my main man here uh, after the holidays, yeah, yeah. Uh, episode 8. On the Slap Dick Podcast. Uh, it'll be a great one, man. One you don't want to miss. Um, I'll recap the weekend. I'm going to give you the quote of the day, man. Quote of the day today, man. We're we're here on uh, this fine Monday morning after Christmas. Um, and, you know, I think people need to realize, man, someone else's fucking opinion of you is none of your fucking business. That's just the truth. People will get caught up in everyone else's fucking opinion of yourself, of you, what they think of you, man. Let your dick swing, man, and, and let them motherfuckers, haters know that it don't bother you one bit, man. Because when you fucking let them know it bothers you, that's when they got you by the nuts. Quit letting everybody think that they fucking bother you, man. Let the, if the, they're hating on you, man, that means you're doing something right. So sure. someone else's opinion of you is none of your fucking business, man. That's my quote of the day. Um Look, man, we're getting into this uh, podcast, man. Me and Spree's part will be short today uh, as we have a great, great guest on. Uh, exclusive interview, man, my main man, Eddie George. Uh, make sure you guys follow him, Eddie George 2727 on social media. Uh, he'll be on uh, this later this episode. Um, but I want to recap, man, a few things that's happened over the weekend. Um, number one being... Um, Freddie yeah, Kitchens yeah. Freddie Kitchens got fired uh, Why they do him like that man After one year You know I don't blame Freddie Kitchens I think Freddie Kitchens was a little overwhelmed With this whole thing I remember Freddie when he played at Alabama um, I, He said I, think, I can't play at Alabama Yeah he played quarterback bro. Played quarterback. I think that it, I blame the management I blame the owner And I blame fucking Baker Mayfield I think he's a fucking coach killer. I think the management and the ownership found a bad apple, and it takes one fucking bad apple to ruin the whole bunch. And I don't think he is the... He is not what the fucking... What a quarterback uh, job description is. He's not it. He doesn't fucking have anything that a professional quarterback's job description entails. He doesn't fucking have anything that <laughs> that requires like he he don't have he don't have the fucking it factor he don't fucking lead he's a slapdick off the field he wants to fucking dance in the end zone he wants to do this stupid shit talk shit to his own fans he like be all in the videos wearing yeah, the shiny dog. suits he he he, he uh <laughs> he's not what it's about man and this motherfucker's got it twisted he's had two coaches fired in two fucking years like, who the fuck are you, Baker Mayfield? You ain't shit. I'll outthrow that bitch motherfucker today. This motherfucker, <laughs> sorry, man. But anyway, um, episode eight, man. Like I said, it's going to be a good one. Um, we'll have a little uh, ad to drop in uh, right before Eddie uh, comes on, and then uh, and we'll get after it, man. I just wanted to recap a little bit, man. I went, I went on uh day after Christmas, man. Christmas morning, I flew out of town to Seattle. I love Seattle, man. All my Seattle fans, shout out. Um, I went out there, man, and uh Thanks for taking me, dog. Appreciate yeah, it. Well you weren't you appreciate that shit. You weren't around. How was your Christmas, dog? I shit, I didn't get to come over. I usually go to my main man's Christmas party every year. Last three years, man, but I had to fly out to Seattle uh six in the morning, man, and I was all over town ripping and running, so I apologize. Yeah, we we got busy. Uh, you know, spend a bunch of money, but that's what it's about. Family, everybody come through, mm-hmm. dance, drink, eat, all the good shit. Had a good time. Oh, that's good. Come, you gotta make it next year. I was driving around, man, <laughs> all over LA, traffic. Oh, shit. I was in the valley, bro. Oh yeah, um, silicone. Yeah, I was all over the place. Um, 
So missed that, but I had to fly out to Seattle and it was for a good cause, man. It was for a cleats first cancer deal. My main man, Derek Sparks up there. Um, I saw that, man. I saw that yeah. picture with Coach Sparks, man. Yeah, he played. Brought yeah, back yeah. some old memories and me, shit. Yeah, he asked me about you. Oh, yeah. Derek Sparks, man, is a high school legend in California. Played at Modern Day and Banning High School and then uh, also Montclair. He's one of the re- main reasons the CIF in Southern California has made the transfer rule what it is today. Um, he was the first one transferring all over the fucking place. He played at Was- Washington State and then played for the 49ers and... Uh, you know, it was a good cause. He's, his daughter has cancer, man, and my dad had cancer and died of it, so I know what it's about. I went out there and saw my it. Dad as well. Bree's, Bree's dad mm-hmm. had cancer right after my dad and mm-hmm. passed away. So that's why we made the fuck cancer shirts and, uh, you know, shit. It is what it is, man. We got to keep grinding and trying to find a cure. I know they probably got a cure, but, you know, pharmaceutical fucking world, they, they're trying to get our money. They don't give a fuck. They probably got a cure for know. everything. Um Money. As many presidents fuck everybody and get the dick sucked in office, they don't. Get, they, I know they got a cure for some shit. They take a pill every year and fucking cure all that shit. Don't blame him for fucking. He only got his dick sucked. Well, yeah. Either way, <laughs> uh, you can get some shit from that too. But anyway, he uh, went out there, man, and it was a good cause. Spent three days out there in Seattle, man. It, it, Seattle, man. I I know why it's the number one state for suicide, man. It's a gloomy, dark fucking place, man. I apologize, but I I love Seattle. I love it. It's beautiful. Beautiful downtown, beautiful oyster bars, beautiful fucking scenery. But, man, it's cloudy, and the sun does not break ever in that motherfucker, man. Mm -hmm. It's literally 7 o'clock p.m. all day long. I mean, you could drink all motherfucking day. Yeah, but shit, you can hide from everything. That's why motherfuckers <laughs> killing themselves out there. But anyway, um, no love my Seattle cats, man. It's a great, great people out there. I'll tell you, they uh, they took care of me, man. They flew me out there, put me up, and uh, I went and flipped a coin for uh, two different games and a high school cancer game. Did you fuck up the coin toss? Nah, it was cool, man. It was good. I think t- the, wh- whoever won the towing floss won the game. So fuck, kudos Shit. to me and myself for flipping the right coin. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I got to speak to the teams uh, a couple of days at practice leading up to the game. And, uh, you know, hopefully I got a message you see on social media. Follow me on social media. You'll see uh, some pictures and stuff I posted. Um, so it was a good situation. And... Uh, and it was a uh, it was a pleasure, man, for me to go up there and talk about that cancer stuff, and 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 got to see Derek Sparks. Got to run into a lot of old buddies of mine, man, former NFL guys like Steve Broussard, a former UCLA coach and um, NFL player for the Seahawks and Atlanta Falcons and stuff. So we got to hang out. So you'll see some pictures on there, man. It was a good deal, um, and uh, great cause, man. And so I hope Coach Sparks made some money off of it for the cause and. Uh, I went out there and sold some books and got after it, and uh, so it was a good deal. It was a good deal, and, uh, you know, um, always good to talk to the young kids. So that was what my weekend was, and uh, and I enjoyed it and uh, got back late yesterday, and then uh, and now we're going to drop this, uh, you know, probably the best podcast on the, on the market, man, and you'll get to hear it, and uh, it'll only get better from here on out. So, um Without further ado, uh, we want to get into bringing in uh, my main man, Eddie George, on the scene. And uh, we're going to bring him in. I appreciate him coming. Follow him again on Eddie George 2727 on his social media. And uh, make sure you don't miss this one. And uh, appreciate you guys. Stay tuned for this ad by Manscaped. And then we'll get to the Eddie George, okay? So... Just want you guys to know Eddie's coming uh, real soon. So, listen, man, I got this ad. I want to want to drop in. Um, this show has been brought to you by Manscaped. All right, if you guys don't know what Manscaped is, you men out there, it's basically to shave your ball sack. Oh, please do, man. Please do, man. Girls don't want that shit. This ain't oh, the seventies. This ain't eighties porn, motherfuckers. Oh man, get that hair bald out your mouth. So, um, <laughs> uh, 
So here it is, man. It's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. <laughs> Men, listen up. Harry Bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be take let it to be take care of your junk. Manscape is making it easy with their grooming products. Man, Spree, what's the deal, man? Have you ever cut your nuts or balls shaving? All the time. Oh shit. All the time, man. I, I went down there to do my do my girl went down there to do her do, man, and she thought I had a pussy. Oh my goodness. It was she said, It's that time of the month. Nah, my balls is just leaking, baby. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? Are you scissors? <laughs> man, I need God. a new device. Damn, I use clippers, bro. What do you use? Really? I use the nine nine cent store shavers. Oh, just you're blue. Shit, you fucking tripping. <laughs> this motherfucker got no ball. He got a clip. <laughs> they use them in anyway, prison. I don't know if I can talk about that on your uh, deal here, but <laughs> it is what it is. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nutsack. Mm, mm, mm. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as they're using on your balls. Didn't That's you just, just that? dirty, dog. Okay. That's a goddamn shame. So you use the so same So you shave clippers. your balls. Yo, please don't shave your ass. <laughs> God damn. Manscaped, you got something for your ass? That's um, it. Use that. That's it. So Manscaped also is... The Crop Preserver, they've created this device. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, which is your, yeah. probably your balls? Yeah, ball sweat too, baby. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with this code. Make sure you write it down. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com with the D on the end, okay? Start your new year off right by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Mm. Get 20% mm -hmm. off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Now we're getting into the Yeti George pod and uh hope you guys enjoy it and then uh we'll hear we'll uh episode nine will be coming to you this wednesday uh morning and uh stay tuned that'll be another great one for the real coach jb and spree we'll see you on the other side peace ladies and gentlemen we have a special guest today on the slap dick pod uh former ohio <laughs> state buckeye former heisman trophy winner and longtime nfl running back for the tennessee titans eddie george Hopefully you're giving it up for my main man. Follow him on social media at EddieGeorge2727. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I appreciate JB, I'm, do I'm doing well, my man. Can't complain. Brother, life is good. Blessed. Blessed to see another day. I'm healthy as far as I know it. Family's doing well, man. God is great, man. Can't complain, man. How are you, brother? Oh, man, I no doubt, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm good, man. Just another day, another dollar. You know what I mean? I'm just chilling. Uh, getting ready <laughs> for the holidays. You know how it is, getting ready for the holidays, man. And uh, how's, your, how's your son doing, man? I know he's uh, getting ready to go and make that next move and play this game. Yeah, yeah. Well, my oldest son uh, just graduated from Vanderbilt last year. He's actually out in L.A. where you are pursuing a career in directing. He was uh, working as an intern with the Russo brothers. They've done all types of uh, commercials and all types of movies uh, from the, uh, Marvel Comics to the Heisman Trophy commercials. So he's been out there for a while, living the Cali life. He's loving it. You know, the, he's drinking in the, the California sunshine, the California <laughs> Kool-Aid, and hopefully he's that's all he's doing out there. I got to show him the Cali spots that, that, that nobody knows they don't see on TV. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll link you with him for sure, man. He's a good kid. Um, and uh, so he's going real well. My youngest boy, he's uh, he just wrapped up his year in uh, high school, his freshman year. They lost three games, JB. First, they went one and they will start off one and three. The worst start in school history. Damn. And they turned it around and wind up going to the state championship game. Damn. And they got smoked. But the kid that played quarterback was a freshman. And uh, he turned the whole season around, man. He went like 
like seven and two, six and two as a freshman, and some great days to come. So, you know, it's ironic because high school football here in Tennessee wasn't that great. But no, no over doubt. the past five years, though, bro, they've been putting out some players like uh, Ramsey, uh, yeah. Burnett, and Philly. So they got some guys that are coming up, man, coming up the ranks. And there's guys that uh, I recruited heavily, man. And there's guys that are that are either in their senior year that I coached from that area um, or just graduated that will have an NFL shot. DJ Williams, uh, who was a, yeah. uh, he's a Utah State starting nickel safety. He's a – he was a little bit undersized. The only reason he didn't go back power five, but you know, he was a Nashville kid, Smyrna kid. Um, great kid, man. Great, great character. He, uh, you know, I noticed that too, man, recruiting that Nashville area, a lot of good character kids. And that's kind of what I went mm-hmm. after man, late. It's just different down there. And, uh, and it's starting to get recruited. It was so under recruited and now it's starting to really pick up. It is JB. We're getting a ton of people moving here a day, man, like a hundred people, uh, on the average, with a net of about 60. And we're getting people from California because it's so expensive to live out there now. And a lot of corporations are moving to Tennessee, people from the Dallas, Texas area, Florida, Georgia, uh, from uh, the Northeast, Boston, New York, Philadelphia. A lot of people are transplanting here to Nashville to either for vacation, they fall in love with it, and they, they want to have a different quality of life, and they retire here. Yeah. Well, like I said, different corporations are moving here. So along with that, you're getting the influx of kids, man, that are um, yeah. that are really taking off, man. So it's been phenomenal to see the growth of this area over the last 20 years. You got to tell you what, you know, high school football in Tennessee 20 years ago, they couldn't bust a great man. Nah. I mean, I nobody know. was recruiting <laughs> this area. Hell you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. but now, yeah, now it's, it's some quality players, bro. Some quality no. players. No question. I, yeah, I love that area, man. I, you know, I yeah, we recruited it heavy, so I, it's good. What? So, man, people that don't know you and, and what you got going on that that want to know, like, what do you got going on nowadays? Basically, what are you doing? I know people see you on the Heisman commercial, and you know they yeah. see you, they see you with Pat McAfee on, on ESPN, man. Who? who I'm, gonna have, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have Pat on the show too, man. We we talk quite often, man. I I was on his show, which was one of the highest rated shows he had, man. It was a good show. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, He's a good dude, man. But he, uh, you know, what do you got going on nowadays, man? Just chilling? Well, I, I, since I retired, man, I've been on this quest of, of really trans, transitioning and transforming myself yeah. um, and reinventing myself from a football player to what my next passion was. And, and that was a journey unto itself. You know, you, you yeah. go through um, that whole phase, as you like, you know, man, once you leave the game of football, that identity is dead. And it's almost uh, like you've lost a part of yourself, a part of you has died because you've built that yep. individual up, that the athlete up well, since you were a child. That's all you've done. And now that those days are done, you, you're left with, um, who am I? You know, yep. what is my next purpose? What are my next phases? Yep. So the last uh, 15 years or so, I've just been redefining myself through, I like to say, my three E's, uh, yep. if you will. It's education, entrepreneurship, and entertainment. I went back and got my master's in business about 10 years ago. Since that time, I've been developing different uh, businesses. One of my my core businesses is is, uh, wealth management. I got my Series 7 license, 66, fully secured in the business, called the Edward George Wealth Management Group. So you can uh, jot that down, look at our website. So after you make your Billions of dollars doing this website, bro. Kick your boy some some money. Let me manage it for you. I got to do it all. I already know. I already know. If I make it like that, brother, you the first one I'm calling. My man. But, you know, the the whole impetus behind that was I just know how I came into the league. I came in the league blind, not understanding uh, real finances, not understanding the, the whole landscape of the business. Like you know, JB, this this business is full of full of sharks. Oh man, it's full of wolves, and and a lot of these kids are walking in, you know, not understanding that, you know. So my my goal was to kind of pierce the veil on the league and and help these guys make good, sound financial decisions on the front end, really create a mission statement, and really to have a life after the game focused simultaneously. Uh, while they're playing a the game of football, like through um, 
different networking groups, having a, a business mentor, uh, making sure that your all-season is spent, you know, being constructive, working on your craft, and the times that you're not working on your craft, focus on a different skill set, whether that be uh, in finance or understanding the real estate game or understanding business as a whole. You know, really educating yourself in that regard and get surrounding yourself around, around, around the right people. So that's the one area that my core is. And then, of course, I'm doing my acting stuff and yeah. the, the commercials and so forth. But that's kind of what I'm doing right now. That eats up a lot of my time. Hell yeah, man. I, you know, just kicking it with you, man, and knowing you for how long I have, man, you know, it's that's just commendable as hell to just knowing your character. And I'm a good judge of character, man. So I... I know you're trying to help these young brothers, man, because I know as I, and I, I only had a cup of coffee at that level and I knew how many people, you know, screwed our money off and, and how fast it yeah. goes. They don't know, man. It's a, you know, and then it, like you said, there's sharks, but these cats that coming in the league now, man, like my former kids, I tell, uh, you know, sheeps wear wolves clothing. Our wolves wear sheep clothing too, man. That's what they don't No get. doubt. So, you know, <laughs> right. that's that shit. That's what they don't understand, man. And I was like, shoot, that. You better be careful. Have your head on a swivel. So I, you know, no question. That's uh, why it's so so important for kids to understand the difference between your CPA, financial advisor, mm-hmm. and your agent. They're not all in one. Well, they should be all in one yep. because there's no transparency. Yeah. And there should be a Chinese barrier between the two. It yeah. should be completely independent. Yeah. And you should understand what a POA is. And how you shouldn't sign it or sign it to anybody, no, you know. Yeah. So just coming into this league with just some empowerment and education and knowing who's what and what they do for you, because everybody around you they work for you, and you got to build your team and think in terms of it's a marriage, it's yeah. a long term marriage. It's not about the agent working. He works for you, but you want to have come through with, with a team concept, and you don't work for the agent. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it, it's 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 a strict, it's a, it's a tough situation. But like when you get these kids coming in high school, coming out of high school now, agents and financial advisors are already linked in with their families. They oh. already got a familiarity. You got you know parents selling kids off. This just you know saying just to get a meeting, you got to get thirty grand, fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> just to meet the kid. I mean, all kinds of crazy shit, man. So yeah. it's yeah. it's a it's a mean game, man. But one that I'm passionate about. Hey, it's colder than the dope game. I'll tell you, I already know. And, you know, ignorance is life-threatening, man. And I tell my kids that every day. They got to be the CEO of them damn selves before they can ever – because they're going to put their future in someone else's hands. I tell that shit to every yeah. kid, man. And, then, and unfortunately, it happens, and these sharks take advantage, and they smell blood in the water. And, you know, they, right. go, they go hard on these young kids who, who basically don't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? And so right. – Right. And they should teach a motherfucker what to know. They don't know shit, and they get taken advantage of, and, you know, it's, it's crazy. So, um, I, Well, you think about you? the areas you come from, JB. You oh, come yeah. from distressed areas. The majority yep. of these kids come from distressed areas, and, yep. and they don't, they don't, and their parents don't know. Yep. And they get, you know, friends and family members that really don't know. Yep. And they come to that, they bring that hustler's mentality to this game, and you're left, the athlete is left naked because you just don't know who to trust. Because, yep. you know, incentives drive behavior. No Everybody doubt. has an incentive. No. So you got to think of it in those terms, man. No doubt, no doubt. Well, kudos to you, brother, helping these cats, man. I hope they uh, hope you get as much clientele as you can. Man, look, I got to ask, what's your thoughts on Marshawn Lynch joining the Seahawks, dog? Is, is he in shape enough to carry a load like this? You'll know better than anybody, like, what would, what would his max carry load be? I mean, do you come back after a year or so off? Can you do it? I mean, could you do it? I mean, you know I, what I'm saying? Shit. I don't know. I mean, I've never, I never sat out for a whole year no, and man. came back in the playoffs. But if there's one cat that can probably do it, it's that dude. I agree. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> if they calling him up, you know, let me put my name in the hat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I come out of retirement. I can, I'm good for a good fourth and one. Fourth and you know, one. Huh? Way the, yeah, yeah. Fourth and one, third and one. Hey, it's all about will and desire. Hell and yeah. I see a lot of dudes out there. Oh, turn it down. Turn it down. Hey, man, dog. Listen, when I saw the cat, who was the kid that played with the Rams last year? 
um, running back. They just came off the streets when Cotton Gurley got hurt. Oh, uh, this dude, uh, yeah. I can't think of his name, number 35. But yeah. Yeah. he came off the street, dog, yep. and was running out of shape. Balling. Played at 280. He looked like a minibus, man. Yep. He looked like a minibus out there killing dude. I'm like, oh, my God. The way hey. the game is played today, I would love to. But to answer your question, I think Marshawn Lynch, um, you know, he takes care of his body. Yeah. I don't think he would have taken the opportunity if he was in, in some type of shape. No doubt. And, you know, they're going to ask him to do things, you know, get the hard, tough, the hard, tough yards. We really don't require yeah. a whole bunch of reps or, you know, not last year to break the big one or get the, throw the ball, you know, 45 times a game, nothing like that. He's going to be sporadic and, you know, yeah. he might have fresh legs and it really takes you over the top because they're in trouble right now. Yeah, they are. They're hurting. I expect him to get probably eight, 10 carries maybe. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's just me. Uh, but shit, we'll see. I mean, this motherfucker got got to Seattle today in a Cadillac truck and opened the door, and about a thousand pounds of Skittles fucking fell out. It was comical. You Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, it's all over social media, <laughs> man. That's, that dude's a character. But hey, that dude gives back to the hood. He gives back to community in Oakland, and yeah, uh, yeah he's real. He gets. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Uh, listen, man, I got a uh, I got a question that I wanted to say for you because nobody uh, else can answer it probably better, man. Um, I don't know if you know or not, but on the show, Last Chance You, uh, the first the first year I did, I had a running back there by the name of Rakeem Boyd. He uh he ended up going to Arkansas. Yeah. Rakeem, yeah. Yeah, Rakeem. NFL talent, man, I think. Uh, you know, I don't know what you think, but he he's one of the SEC leading rushers this year. He was leading the SEC for a long time, um, actually, on the worst team, actually, at Arkansas. But um, he chose to come back for his senior year yesterday. He announced it. And uh, I'm going to bring him on. And uh, he, uh, you know, I just wanted your opinion, man. Like, do you think he made the right choice coming back? Because he's a mm. red shirt. He's a red shirt junior, number one. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Played a year at Juco with me. And then obviously, uh, people don't realize, but I limited his carries because I know the shortcomings of an NFL running back if you do. There make you go. I knew he was an NFL talent, but I was like, I'm not going to kill this kid in junior college when he still has to go to the SEC, which I knew he was going, um, you know, like what, what played into your decisions when you left? And then it is obviously it's a different game now, different time frame. You know, we got, yeah. kids, we got cats sitting out bowl games now. I mean, like it, it, it's unbelievable how the, how the game has changed, but you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of the people out there, I don't think understand the average listener. I don't think they realize the process that factors in that plays a role such as home life struggles or, you know, Rakeem's mother, yeah. you know, I talked to Rakeem yesterday in depth, like, listen, you got to make the decision for you and what your gut feels at the end of the day. But like, can your mom suffice? Can your mom get by through the year of you in college? Can, you know, they're, they're from the inner city in Houston. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. does he have dad, you know, like the, the you know, did, did those things come into to play when you did it? Or did you just say, you know, I'm playing all my years. I'm going to ride this thing out regardless. Or, right. you know, obviously it was a different well, time. But. Well, I, I came in, I, I left as a senior because I had to, okay. I had to buy my time. I, I, had, I had some dogs to come through. No doubt. You know, Robert yeah. Smith, Raymond Harris, Butler Benote, Carlos Snow. I had some, I had some beasts. Yeah. So I had to earn my stripes. Um, I didn't start to my junior year. But I will say this, for any running back that has the ability to leave early, do that because you only get so many contracts as an NFL running back. No doubt. And there's no shame in going in the second round. No doubt. There's no shame in going in later rounds. I, I would rather get – if I'm not in the top 15, I'd rather go in the second round because the difference between that late first rounder and that early second rounder is maybe $150,000, $100,000. Right. But the key is that you have a chance to go back to the table sooner. And that's what you want. You want to get three or four contracts. I had the same conversation with a dude, uh, I won't mention his name, last year about coming out. Right. And I said, you know, you have the ability and talent to play at the next level right now. Strike while the iron is hot because there's no guarantee the team that you're on, you're going to have any success. Turns out, goes back uh, this past year, didn't have the same year. Now, he went from, you know, yeah. a guy that was projected to go third round possibly and it had he turned, went to the combine, it turned out, boost that up. You know, now he's looking at a free agent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to be you got to be careful. What are, what are you going back for? 
you know, what is, what is the outlook for, for the team? I understand that guys want to try to win the Heisman, guys they want to win accolades and so forth, but the reality of it is, are you on that team, number one? Uh, number two, uh, really, you know, there's a quarterback award nowadays. They're not you, – yeah. I mean, you have to rush your damn near 3,000 yards to get to New York. Yeah. There's been some great guys that played this year that didn't get a chance to play. The cat up in uh, at Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. You know, he didn't get, a, get an invite. So, you got to ask yourself those questions. You know, now it's time to make the move. Now it's time to build your career. And um, for for Joaquin, man, I I feel like he is he's he's been in NFL ready for quite some time. I saw that just watching the highlights yeah. from your reality show that yeah. he's got the burst, he's got the tenacity. I hadn't seen him consistently, so I can't really say if he's a first round or second round or so forth or is great. But based yeah. off his um, his athleticism and just his his burst, I'm pretty sure he's probably a four four guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, guys, he's got the speed, he's got the burn, he's got the, he's got the, um, the second burst that you like. He can double cut in traffic. I don't know if he's an every down back, hasn't seen his hands, but um, I, I think there will be an opportunity, you know, for him to go to the next level because he's mature enough physically yep. Yep. to take it on. And mentally, the different, the different story. So, um, yeah, no yeah I, I, I don't know. And he's got great hands, man. He finished, I think, third on the team in receptions this year. So, like, oh, wow. you know, it, yeah, he's a he's a he's a dynamic kid back. But you know, the thing is, um, and I told him what I thought, and I don't want to blast him out and, and tell tell everybody our conversation. But like I told him, um, you know, there's there's a new coach. They hired a new coach. Sam Pittman came from Georgia, O line coach. He's never been a head coach. I don't okay. know at, at that level, but um, he's an old JUCO guy himself in Kansas. But he uh. You know, he, he got the job, and like you know, I told Rakim, you know, I, you know, he's got to ask himself, what does he owe uh, this program? And I and I told him similar to what you said, like a new coach brings in new teams and brings in new staff who has their own ideologies, and you know, where are you going to fit? I mean, what happens if you don't get the many carries as you did have on a on a on a on right. a team? You know, there's, there's so there's so many things, and, and like you said. Running back's the most short-lived position in the NFL, and and uh, right. you know he's this is this is going to go on year three in the SEC, which is the NFL of college. And yep. how many you know how many you only got two knees, brother? You know what I'm saying? So no question, nah, no question, man. I, I, I wish yeah. I could have talked to him. I know. You know I told him. That. I told him I might hook him up, but I mean. Uh, you know, shoot, it ain't too late for him. I think he got a second round grade. I'm not. I'm not sure what he got, but oh my god, oh yeah. whoa, 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 I think he got a second. Whoa, whoa, I think he got whoa. a second or a third round grade. Yep. It, it, but you know what? He he really needs to get counsel on that, man. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna you know, shoot shoot him my number, man. Shoot him yep. my number, and yep. that's the kind of grade he's getting, man. I don't I, – I honestly, if you ain't going to be top five, man, come out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about it. So, yeah. if you think yeah. you can get next year, I love the I love the guy's confidence. But right. now, what I know now, I would say, you know, go get that go get that paper right now. Because no he, he can be a starter in somebody's league today. No doubt. And because the quality of running backs aren't necessarily that great. you got a handful. Yeah. And um, no he, can, he can definitely make somebody's team. No doubt. I'm going I'm to definitely hook that up, man. Uh, so, look, i got to ask, man, what's the Heisman commercials like, man? Is it hard work or is it, is it – you know, you're with the greatest elite selected kid, cats ever, man. And I'm just yeah. – I got like, I, I, you know, we, when I went to that Pump Brother thing, and I, I ran into Lawrence Taylor, man. I almost busted a nut, man. I don't Woo! give a fuck how old I was. I'm 43, <laughs> and I don't give a shit. But do you do you look at guys like Bo Jackson or Tim Brown or do you look at guys still and be like, I'm in awe, or look up to all certain the time, guys? man? Shit, yeah. dog. I was watching them when I was in high school. So yeah, I'm yeah. right with you. No and doubt. you know the CLT is like, damn, that's LT. He, you know, he snapped Biden's leg on Monday Night Football. <laughs> Hell you yeah. know, he wreaked havoc against the Eagles and Roger yep. Worski. I mean, yep. in his career, I mean, that yep. dude was just a, he's a man's man. You know, regardless of his trouble, no I mean, he's still LT. Period. No doubt. No um, doubt. But I still get giddy, bro. Uh, when I see like Tim Brown, who I, I, I've always admired, yep. it's a class act on and off right. the football field. Yep. 
Um, Bo Jackson is is just as raw as it gets, man. I mean, that dude, his he was a you know what he was in the field in baseball and football. Yeah. But to hear the side stories, yeah, like the shit that he don't necessarily hear for television. Yeah. How he he's a master huntsman. Yeah. He can pop somebody from a thousand yards away with a (laughs) rifle or an arrow. I heard that. And, shit. It's, and, he, yeah. and, no, and the thing is, you're like, oh, both full of shit. But when you, when you look at the, the feat that he's done, if somebody yeah. told you that he ran up a wall or threw somebody from, from outfield out, one of the fastest guys in, uh, in, a, in baseball out, yeah. from outfield, and does, does, played uh, six NFL games, uh, ran over Brian Bosworth after oh, coming back after four years, I mean, just, he, he wouldn't believe it. But nope. the dude is, he is as quality as it gets. I love Bo, and, and it's, it's just wonderful. So when we all get together, the real commercial is not what you see on the, on, uh, no. the actual finished product. Yeah. It's the conversations, the engagement we have awesome. in the uh, green room. Yeah. That's where it all happens. Cracking jokes. No you know doubt. how it is, man. It's the locker room, man. And, you oh. know, you get some how guys. Young that cats? How do young cats play into that? Are they? Are they? Are you they? Know, this, is it this generation's kids, or are they? Are they a little bit humble? Or are they just some fucking slapdicks? <laughs> well, you know, they they come in humble. You know, uh, yeah. uh, Kyler Murray was very gracious. He's a, he was a young kid, very yeah. humble coming in, yeah. uh, paid homage. Um, you know, uh, who else? RG three was also a good dude. Mark yeah. Ingram is my favorite man because he's like. He's an all personality. Good no, kid. Yeah, he's, he's got a. He's got definitely got a career in television, in some capacity. So what smart. What about Mayfield? Daddy. What about Mayfield, man? What about Mayfield? Yeah, Mayfield kid too. Is he? Yeah, man, Manziel. You know, Manziel has his has his issues. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so he was kind of really like at bay at first, but this year, after seeing him at the Heisman, man, he was really open and welcome. Seems like he's gotten his act together, man. I'm really happy for him, and I'm so glad that the Heisman is always welcoming guys, regardless of what's happened in their careers. No doubt. You know what I mean? It's always a family, and that's and that's the beautiful thing about it, is that we have one have one trophy in common, but we all have different relationships with each other. Mike Rozier is by far the realest of the gets. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Me yeah. and Mike, Mike Rozier, you know, we're, we're in the damn... Uh, right in the middle of filming and Mike is like yelling out shit like, oh, Johnny a fake ass motherfucker. I mean, just ah. about Johnny Rogers. And, and right in the middle of, of the, of the uh, program, live television. And, and Mike don't give a damn. I mean, he's smoking cigarettes, you know, in between takes is Mike is, Mike is camping zone, man. I, that's what I love about it. Everybody has a different personality and we all love each other. Hey, you know, uh, <clears throat> You know he went to JUCO in Kansas, man. Yeah, Coffeeville. Yeah. Yeah. Coffeeville. Yes, sure yeah. did. Sure yeah. did. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I wondered, man. I was just wondering because you know I see them commercials they put together so well. I was like, man, is that? It's more, but it's more fun than it is work, huh? Nah, it's long days, bro. I mean, we we up there like like Bo Jackson's the main one. He said, listen, y'all got two takes. That's it, and Bo gone. That's his exact word. You have yeah, two right. takes, and I'm and I'm out of here. And Damn. but you know, we, you know, most of the guys we there from sun up to sundown, Damn. and we want to put the best product out there. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's well worth it, man. It's well yeah, worth it. Yeah, man. I gotta ask you, man. What all this new stuff with this NCAA stuff, man? What's your thoughts, man, on playing the paying the players? I, I my deal is. Um, paying the players or allowing them to use their name for monetary reasons, obviously. But my thoughts are, man, you know, I, I was, I'm not as big on paying the players uh, off of their name as a lot of people are because I basically that's where it's leaning. It's leaning towards them allowing to get money off of their name and off their jersey and off, off of, uh, you know, off of selling items. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm more on – the tip of paying these cats dur- the duration of their scholarship, which is 10 semesters or five years. Um, yeah. I'm more along paying them because I just see too many cats that I've coached in specific. They get hurt. Their, their NFL days are over and then they get shitted on by the respective institution in some fashion. Yep. And they have no way of making any money off their name anymore. So 
Who, who's going to buy a jersey from a cat that just blew his knee out that has no shot at going to the NFL, and right. you're telling me he can't make no money no more? So I say you pay them the duration of their scholarship based on – if you want to sign a number one kid, you pay him a little more than the other kid. I mean, you're going to get into a bunch of discussion, and I, I don't want necessarily do that. But I'm just saying, like, do you think they should be paid or do you think they should be compensated off their – um, well, the, the only way right now to navigate around that, JB, in terms of what you're saying, in terms of, of paying athletes, is that the Title IX comes into play, yeah. where it's got to be fair across the board. And I think, you know, for all athletes that are in, playing college sports, should be able to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Whether that's girls synchronized swimming, girls volleyball, softball, because those players don't have we know they don't have professional life after that. Yep. So imagine if a girls field hockey team won a national championship for the first time, they can go out and do autograph signings. They can go get commercials. They can do all these things locally to build the brand for themselves. Yep. So that, that leads to for them to make uh, money off the field, but also to learn how to manage money, learn to set up an LLC, learn to set up taxes, taxes, which is real life shit. Yep. So, I'm all for the athletes going, uh, paying, getting paid off of their likeness because it, it really evades and lose Title IX, which yeah. is uh, in the bylaws of, of the constitutional or whatever. So you got to really be careful with that. So um, uh, the, the idea that I think will be great is you put a cap on how much every player can make, okay, across the board, whether yeah. you go to Alabama or Xavier. And you say it's $250,000 um, as a cap, that's an example. And yeah. if they make anything over that amount, it goes into a trust. And then they can build on that trust. Um, they play two or three more years over that amount. And they stage in that account. They can draw from it if they need to. They can, they can save it. They can invest. They can do whatever they need to do with it. But I think it eliminates saying, okay, um, Alabama's going to pay X, Y, Joe Johnson, you know, 800000 and Georgia's offering $500,000. You know what I'm saying? That's all they can yeah. afford. I yeah. think, so I think there's, there's room, there has to be structure around that whole uh, philosophy for it to work. But I definitely think players should get paid in some capacity. No question. And I know that's why the NCAA is not doing it until, what, 22 or whatever, because I know they have to fine-tune fine this shit. And I know it's just, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, man, the one thing that I do see – the basketball side of this thing better be careful, man, because you're going to have cats like this Wiseman at Memphis and these other dudes saying, fuck you guys. I won't even go to college no more. I'll go overseas or play it uh, over there and go to the league. And in a lot of these schools, March Madness might falter, man, because I just, it, it could flounder, to be honest, uh, based on how nitpicky they are with this whole Wiseman situation and all this other shit. It's just crazy to me, man. It just, it just, it just kills me, man. I, I don't. Yeah, I can't. It, you know? I can't stand it. I can't stand what the NCAA is doing. I mean, they're nitpicking on a lot of stuff that really has no, no veritas to it, or, or, <laughs> or, um, or, or any base. I mean, to it. I mean, this stuff happened years ago, yeah. and they're going to penalize a kid for something that happened while he was in high school. That's what I'm. I saying. mean, come on. It's just, just, it's, it's dumb shit like that. But then. You look at the North Carolina situation yeah. um, where they were have fictitious classes, which was yeah. well in their jurisdiction, yeah. and they're talking about there's nothing to see here. So they pick and choose who yeah. they want to pick one and make examples out of them. So the system is broken. It's old. It has to change. They can't hide behind the fact that this is not a business. It's a multi-billion dollar business between uh, football and basketball. Yep. And they have to honor that and say, okay, we need to uh, um, a business model together that makes sense. Instead of playing bad cop, waiting for people to make a mistake, which they don't do their own due diligence, and then hand out these rules that's going to impact a player's career. You know, uh, look at uh, Chase uh, Young, for example. Like he could have been, he should have been in New York. For the, yeah. I mean, he should have won the Heisman, in my yeah. opinion, had he played uh, two games. No I mean, doubt. he was clearly the dom most dominant player in college football. And they possibly could have ruined, you know, his future in terms of future revenue, an opportunity to be the first pure defensive player to ever win the award. But based off the games that he's missed, they're going to hold it over his head. So, and you know, if that, um, cat goes, 
if they play LSU, if they end up meeting up and he fucking sacks Burrow two or three times, there's going to be some shit like this motherfucker should have won the Heisman and look at what he did. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Just think about yeah, that type yeah. of shit. Like that's, that's where he missed two games, killed his, his, uh, you know, his, his stock, I believe, in that regard. I still think the NFL knows what the deal is, and I think... They know what it is. They know what's up. Yeah. You know, but, hey, best player don't always win that shit. You know how it goes. It's crazy, man. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, man. It has become a quarterback deal, like you say, and, and uh, it's unbelievable, man. But, uh, so listen, man, go, touching on that whole thing, like, uh, we were talking about people deserve a chance. Like you said, the Heisman winners, they all have their peaks and valleys and their trials and tribulations and so on, man. I, I was called, man, listen to this shit. I was called by the USA Today. Today. Today I was. And some cat basically accused me of taking kids in who had prior aggravation or assault cases at the four-year level. And if you know anything about me, man, I, I don't play that shit. If you have an issue with a female and you were convicted or charged or anything, I don't fuck with you. And I've turned down a lot of kids that had those issues and mm-hmm. I took in a couple kids from, from the University of Minnesota, and it's very widely known. And, and uh, you know, it was a big-time deal on ESPN when the head coach, who was a good friend of mine, Tracy Clay's turned he, – he basically boycotted a bowl game and basically got fired over these kids. Not only did I hire a coach from that staff for me at Independence that, that knew the situation, I also talked to all the head coaches that were there involved who recruited the kids. We, we read the 85-page dossier. We did everything. People don't realize my AD was a fucking female who did not play. She did not play. And I have a daughter, obviously, who's 21, and I don't play that shit. And, I, and, and that's why you've never seen my kids getting in any trouble with that regarding right. that. Right, right. Uh, you know, my thing is to you, like, what – when do the kids not deserve a shot? Because this is what the question was. I, they, they, it wasn't even a question. This motherfucker basically accused me. He said, why, why would I bring kids on a campus that endangered other females or made it unsafe? And I said, listen here. Those kids were – due diligence was done. I did all my due diligence. My athletic director, who is a female, did her due diligence. We read an 85-page dossier. Those kids – Mm-hmm. Those kids filed a racial discrimination lawsuit, man. It was so badly handled, and uh, and 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 I got those three kids Division One scholarships again, Eddie, and they graduated from their four year institution last weekend. All of them graduated, and uh, you know, I tell you right now, man, I I let them babysit my daughter, and I knew a lot about it. I turned over a lot of rocks because I'm not bringing no kids and put my reputation on the line for some slapstick kid that goes fucks up, but. You know, this cat basically, basically think they shouldn't have a shot. So my thing is, we both know a ton of cats out there that are still getting paid playing that have literally done shit and been convicted of it, but yet these kids had no charges, no convictions, and now you're still yeah. trying to bring up old shit and drag them through the mud. And I just think, you know, do you deserve? Do you think they deserve a second chance if the coach himself has done the due diligence and believes that? He knows enough about the situation because I'm going to be clear. If they have a conviction or a charge, I'm not messing with them. But if they do not, I'm going to mess with them if they don't. And if I did enough research to know that they were at the wrong place at the wrong time, that's what they're really guilty of. They're fucking guilty of being at the wrong place at the wrong time, which is still on them. I have no, I'm not, I'm not clearing them for that, but, um, and they know how I felt about them, but at the same time, they didn't do anything wrong. They were at the wrong place at the wrong time, which, uh, as we know, yeah. in the inner city, that can that can lead to death or, or jail. But and that's the that's the lesson to be learned here. But I mean, at the same time, do you think if they didn't have a conviction, and, and they proved me right, but but this guy doesn't think so at USA Today, you know? Well, I think that whole thing with the Me Too movement and um, all of that comes into factor and yeah. it's un, it's unfortunate that, you know, that the, the girls are being abused. I am not for that shit at all. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, 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 I definitely get it. I understand. I don't have daughters, but I, I understand it. <laughs> you know, um, I come from an abusive, uh, household, so yeah. that's not something I condone, right. but I do believe and players getting another opportunity or any individual having a chance to 
um, have a second chance or something. We all make mistakes. Um, you're dealing with kids who are highly emotional, um, that, uh, they don't have emotional intelligence to, to know when to stop. They may have been drinking involved and they, to your point, you don't know all the parameters and particulars of the situation. So you do your due diligence. And this kid is banking on the fact that I can make a difference in my life by through my career. And uh, you want to offer that opportunity if you sat down and got, got get to know this person. So um, I, I do believe that. Um, but, you know, you, unfortunately, you got people out there that want to destroy, you know, somebody. You know, let, let he who without the first without sin cast the first stone yeah. and forgiveness is, um, is one of the biggest, the greatest tools that, that God has given us to be free from that, to, to say, Hey, you know what, you're forgiven. We can move forward from it, but you don't have to constantly bring it up, especially if the individual is trying to, to do the right thing. Now, if he messes up again, then that's just on him. But um, I, I'm definitely for people getting second chances to redeem themselves we're all offered that opportunity. We've all done dirt. We've all messed up. And I, I don't think, you know, we should hold anybody to a higher standard no doubt. Um, more so over somebody else. I mean, you got people in political office who've done worse and that's <laughs> overlooked because they're, you know, in a higher position and they control, um, you know, how the, the market goes or whatever that may be. It controls somebody's interest. So let, let's be clear and, and honest about that and transparent about that. So it's, it's done by a case-by-case basis, unfortunately. Now, is it because they're at that higher level, or is it because some of them motherfuckers got my skin tone and some of them got your skin tone? You know what I'm saying? I, it's I, just I, both. I got to call a spade a spade, you know, shit. Yeah. Sometimes that shit is fucked up, man, because look, look at this lady comes forward about she's, – she's trying to get a fucking petition signed to keep Michael Vick from being a Pro Bowl captain. Yeah. And he did his time. He did his time. He fucked up. He admits yeah. it. We all know it. I, I got pit bulls. I mean, um, you know, it is what it is. He, he deserves I, – I don't think he deserves it. But you got these – they got this white broad out there, man. She got pictures of fucking killing an elephant and a lion, and she posted that shit on social media. Nobody said shit. Like, it ain't no big deal. But, you know, Michael Vick, though – uh, he's still being haunted to this day after he's done years in jail. And and yeah. obviously the fan base wants him. The the, the players want him. Um, obviously they, they've, re, re, you know, they've, they've uh, forgiven him. Um, but, you know, yet these certain people come forward and, and, and just still try to hold people down. I just think it's unbelievable, man. Like Amer- America's well, – the, 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 Yeah, and the motive is, is to allow their platform to be, seen. you know, relevant again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know – we know that hustle and it's for them to get FaceTime. It's for them, oh, you know, um, let me, you know, it's, it's pandering at his best, you know, just waiting for that opportunity to have your voice uh, heard, your calls heard and, and so forth. It just keeps you up with the fire with that whole thing. But at some point, you know, the powers that be that make these decisions need to realize that, hey, it's over with, you paid his dues. You know, he served his time. He okay. paid the penalty. He's a good body of citizens. He's given to PETA. He's a spokesperson for it. Yep. Let it go. You know, let it go. No doubt, man. People hold on to shit too long, man. I, life is too short, brother. You know? Too short, man. <laughs> yeah, we've all fucked up. I got my shortcoming shit. You know, everybody knows me. I got, I got fucking, you know, I'm on a show that's one of the most watched shows and it's, 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 you know, people always have these things. I try not to regret shit, but you know, we all have regrets and shit happens, yeah. but you know, you got to move on. I just think we should be judged by our heart and our soul and what we do for other people. I think that other people, most of these cats that judge us, they don't do shit for anyone else, man. It's unbelievable that right. they don't know anything that goes into what we do, but yet they're so quick to judge us. And it blows my mind that adults, can judge a person so fucking quick that has no clue. Like it's like me going into, uh, you know, try to be a, a money manager in your in your firm, and I know nothing, and I'm sitting there critiquing you. Like I'm an idiot. I don't know what the fuck you do. <laughs> you judge me. Hey, you work at AT and T, and you're telling me how to coach college football. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. But hey, so listen, I know I know you're a huge Smith and Wesson fan, man. Who who who's your top who's your top five rap groups, man? Hold on, Jimmy. 
All right. What'd you say? I said, I know you're a huge Smith & Wesson fan, man. Oh, Bucktown, yeah. Bucktown. But uh, what is uh, what is your top five rap groups of all time, man? Rap groups? Oh, wow. I would have to say... Not, not performers, but groups. I want to say uh, certainly Run DMC. Um, uh, let me think. Groups. Um, Public Enemy. Oh, Smith & Wesson is definitely in that. The whole Boo Town, uh, Boo Camp click. Um, but I got to go with Wu-Tang, man. Wu-Tang is like, that, that's, that'll never be seen or heard of again. No question. To have, have what, 12 MCs oh, all night? <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone individually all can, all different. Can produce, all can make a track and produce. Like, produce, rhyme, everything. motherfuckers acting. Yeah, man. I mean, Wu-Tang was so talented and deep, man. I I gotta go. I got Wu Tang number one, and, and oh. then they and then just spawn off and do their own different projects to be successful. Yep, without a doubt. And I, I think really, I think really based off of that. Yeah. When people talk about the greatest rappers of all time, six or seven of those dudes I know. alone make that list. <laughs> I know. And, and you know, Method Method had the voice, but a lot of cats don't even realize if you really listen to content and what lyrics he's spitting. You got Jizza and the Rizza and fucking uh, yes, Genius was probably the best. They can spit. Liquid Swords. Liquid Swords. Bible. You don't know about Bible. You don't know about basic instructions before leaving Earth. Come on, dog. Yes, 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 sir, yes, sir. That's that's it. Moving on to a sport we don't play. What? What? Who's your top five NBA players all time? Oh my God. Oh man, I'm gonna say. Wow. Uh, uh. Based on uh, championships in my era, I, I got to go with um, a Bill Russell. I got to go MJ. Mm. I have to throw in um, Magic Johnson. This cat has gotten buried by a lot of people, but he was a bad boy. I gotta say, I gotta throw Larry Bird in this mix, man. Oh yeah, hey, he's my number. Bird two. was a, Le, Le Bird was a bad boy. Period. Bad. I mean, he don't have athleticism like LeBron, but in terms of killer instinct, yep, he will take your throat. He'll crush you on your throat. Period. Yeah, and it was it was ready to throw down. Fucking. So I'm coupling the old school man, you and uh, of course I said Michael Jordan. Uh, Magic Johnson, um, uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, there you go. And the same, man. and uh, I would say Shaquille O'Neal. That's yeah. five, right? Five, yeah. yeah. Shaquille. Yeah, I got, uh, I got, man. My favorite's Kobe, man. I, he's an old school mentality. He had a young, he's a little younger than us, but he still was that old school guy. Larry Bird. I got hey. Jordan, Magic and Kareem. So we're almost the same. Um, yeah, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe was nothing to play with, man. <laughs> he, and he, had he was impressive to watch. Hell yeah. He'll D you up and gas your face and shoot your lights out. So, you know, shit. Oh, and let, it let you know about it, man. Hey, give me crack horn. That no fear. Last seconds. Uh, yes, all right, sir. look, excluding yourself, who's the top five running backs of all time? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I'm going to go I'm gonna go back in the day. Hugh McElhaney. You know, oh, Hugh McElhaney, he was nasty, man. You don't know about Hugh McElhaney. Hugh McElhaney, as a that's child, been... severed his severed his foot on broken glass and said he was never going to walk again. Hold on, dog. And you understand yeah. who you're talking about? Do you know who that is? Where he's from? I know Hugh McElhaney. You he's, know what? Uh, he went to Illinois, right? You know where he's from, dog? I'm not sure. Where's he from? Compton, brother. He's from Compton. He played at Compton College with my dad, brother. Get out of here! I he went to God. Compton. Hell yeah, he went That's to. That's why he ran the way he ran. Hey, he went to <laughs> Compton College. So you know some history out there for all you listeners. Compton College has the most national championships of any junior college. They used to play nationally against teams from Kansas, Georgia military. They'd go all over the place, and they used to scrimmage the fucking L.A. Rams. That's how loaded they were. When my dad played, this is like in the 50s. And, uh, Are you kidding me? Nah, and Hugh played with my uncle 
and my dad for a year, but played with my uncle who was a little older. And uh, people don't know, man, it's in my book too. Hugh McElhaney went to Compton College, Duke Snyder, the Dodger great. Uh, I don't know if you know, but the NFL commissioner, uh, it might have been when you were still playing. I don't know if you had Tagliabue or if you had, but Pete Rosell went to Compton with my dad as well. So, uh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of greats came out of Compton, man. Plus, you know, all the actors, you know, you know Anthony Anderson and, and uh, yep. Todd Bridges and shit. There's so many different people, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Kevin Costner. I mean, it go. You know, the Venus and Serena Williams. I mean, you know, there's so many people come from Compton, plus the rappers. You know, so yeah, man. It's funny you said that, man. Not to cut you off. That's funny to say that. Hugh McQueen went to Compton College, brother, with my dad, man. And so, he was a bad boy, man. He, he, his cutting ability was second to none. I mean, he was, no he doubt. was Gail Sayers and Barry Sanders before that. Before that, yeah. and he was a bad boy, man. Just yeah. nasty with it. Yeah. Uh, Hugh McElhaney, um, of course, Jim Brown. Uh, Earl Campbell, yeah, um, Barry Sanders, yep, and oof, this is rough. I mean, you know, picking picking a running back is so hard because you got O.J. Simpson, you got er- Eric Dickerson, Gail Sayers. Um, I, I got to go with Emmitt Smith because he's the ultimate warrior. I mean, he played hurt, he blocked. Um, I, he, listen, I get it that he played with a great offensive line, great quarterback, wide receiver, the, the Hall of Famers across the board. Smith played hurt, and I, and I studied him, you yeah. know, as the complete back. He'll catch out the backfield. He played with his ribs hurt. I mean, he he was the catalyst for that uh, for that uh, Dallas offense. He made it go. He made it click. He was the heart and soul of it. No so you, you know, Emmett, without a doubt, the rushing over twenty thousand yards, nineteen thousand yards, something ridiculous like that. He's got to be, in my mind, the top one of the top, if not the top running back in the uh, ever play the game. Damn, that's that's saying a lot, man. I, that, yeah, I, I used to, I grew up on that team, being a Troikman fan, and, and growing up with. With Larry Allen in Compton, obviously, who's probably one of the best O linemen ever, uh, who blocked for him in a long time. You know that that was watching them cats as a youngster. I was like, shit, man. And you know what? How you how you think about his son signing with Stanford, man? <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah no, I love it. Now, you know what I know now. You know Stanford. Yep. Somebody there with a degree. Yep. <laughs> you know you good to go. Ask, <laughs> so, ask Tiger. Ask Tiger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So I have no problem with that at all. No doubt. Nah, nah, man. I think it was good. I thought that's it's just funny, man. It's crazy how you say. It. That's why Emmett Smith is the epitome. Guys like yourself, that that's why I get pissed at these young kids, man. Because you came in with the ride or die mentality. You wanted to sign. You wanted to put on that hat and make a big old splash on social media. But yet, you leave these cats hanging when there's bowl time and you don't get a BCS playoff bowl. But you fucking don't want to play in the bowl that all your other players wanted to play in. And, you know, my thing is you come in, you go out with them, man. I know you can go to the NFL and shit, but a lot of those guys aren't in a, in a college bowl ring is maybe the last thing they ever get. And uh, some of these kids sitting out the game, I don't know mm-hmm. what your thoughts are, man, but, like, I understand getting hurt, and, but you shit, man. You could get hurt walking your fucking dog. I mean, that's just the game we talk yep. You know, I, I don't well, know. Well, we come from a different era, man. And these kids got, you know, they got, they got, you know, people in their ear telling them what to do. And yeah. again, it's aligned with their personal interest. And, yeah. but I get it too. Me too. You know, because hell, if you get hurt, you, that's your grass stop. Yeah. No and most guys can't recover from that. So no doubt. I see it from both angles. It just really depends on the situation. No doubt. No doubt. Wait, well, hey, man, I know uh, it's getting a holiday season, man, and I know it's uh, it's time to wrap it up, man. And I, I just want to give you much love for coming on with me, man. I'm getting, getting this uh, podcast going, man. Everybody wanted me to do it, and I didn't want to do it, and I was like, shit, man, fuck it. I might as well. I ain't doing shit. And, uh, hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, like I said, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll hook up soon again and uh, maybe smoke a stick, brother. Absolutely, Jay, man. It's been an honor, man. You know how I feel about you, man. I think you've done an outstanding job, you know, as a head coach. And I'm really excited about what you're doing now, uh, the second phase of your career. Hopefully you'll get back into coaching because I think you make a huge difference in a lot of these young men's lives. And I know how reality TV can be where it paints you as one person in one particular way when that's just a part of you, not the total man. So I get it, man. 
Uh, God bless you. Anytime you need anything, man, give me a shout. Um, and we'll just go from there, brother. No doubt, man. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. If I don't talk to you and, the, and your fam, man, tell your kid, uh, say what's up, and uh, and I'll, and I'll uh, definitely uh, I'll shoot him another FaceTime, man. That shit was classic. That cat had his towel. <laughs> And he thought he was hiding, man. Like you can see, you can see his uh, his ass in the mirror. That was hilarious. Oh, man. Hey, it was awesome. brother, I appreciate you, man. I'll holler at you soon. All right, brother, be easy, man. Merry Christmas, man. All right, you too, brother. Peace. Go. On. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. For me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man. I'm just telling you. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last.